Love, Heal, Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and today we are talking about tis the season for expectations and how to not allow those expectations to turn into resentment so that you can have an incredible, wonderful, blissful holiday. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I think it is so, so important. We put so much pressure on ourselves for our holidays. We have so much expectation that is often rooted in our childhood. And I mean, let's start with that my mom was the Christmas queen. I mean, she loved this holiday. It came from her own childhood where they didn't have a ton of money. She lived on a farm and didn't have much of a Christmas. So she wanted to do it up for us every single year. She would wrap every single thing in huge boxes. So literally we would joke that the Christmas tree would throw up (laughs) across the living room. And she even went so far as to wrap every single thing inside the stocking. So, you know, after she had passed away, we started a really great tradition called Cousin Christmas. And so we all sleep under the Christmas tree and we do Christmas once again on December 26th. So the 24th, we sleep with our own family. The 25th, we sleep with the cousins under the tree And then all day, the 26th, we do breakfast, we do stockings, we do presents, and it's just a day of movies and games and fun. It is just good quality time. And this was really to honor my mom, the ultimate Christmas queen. And so often we can fall into this expectation of ensuring that our Christmas was like our childhood or the opposite of our childhood, depending on what experience that we had. And often these expectations are actually rooted in, and not just during Christmas, but in life in general, our expectations are created often by our love language. So the five love languages are gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, written word, and quality time. So starting at the top, of course, gifts, we can see how this plays into our holiday experience, right? We have this expectation. I mean, we have weeks and weeks of expecting and wondering what's inside those boxes under the tree. There is this expectation. And, you know, a few years ago, my daughters were really into watching kids say the darndest things. (laughs) There was a Christmas edition and They showed the reactions of all these children opening their presents. And it was, you remembered, you really remembered. And then there was another one that said, dad, I knew I could count on you. And there was another one that was said, this is exactly what I asked for. And I know that there is a lot that people talk about consumerism during the holidays, but this in and of itself was actually not about the gift. If you hear what these kids are saying, they're feeling seen, they're feeling heard, they're feeling important enough from their parents that their parents took enough time to know them, to understand them, and that they were important enough that they got the gift that they needed. And in fact, you know, I I try to emulate the Christmas queen, absolutely. In fact, one of my best friends jokes and calls our house the gray land as in Disneyland, but the gray land. (laughs) And 
But there was one year that apparently I had given the wrong daughter the wrong present. Like it had been on one one gift. To this day, like over a decade later, I still hear about rumor the dog being on being given to the other daughter on accident. So yeah, that was a major parent fail that I still feel bad about that I apologize for. And and I do remind her that she's gotten lots of other gifts that show how important and loved she is because she is so important and loved. And it wasn't about the gift. It was about feeling important enough that I knew her and I knew what she desired and what she needed, that she felt seen and heard and important. And this is absolutely where the act of gift giving comes into play as a sign of our love, as a sign of our connection. And when we don't get a gift, and if we are a gifts love language and someone doesn't give us a meaningful gift or someone doesn't see us or hear us, then we feel unloved and then we feel really hurt and we have this expectation that the ones that love us know us well enough that they're going to give us a really special gift. So our work this holiday season is to one, know your love language. If you don't go online, take a test, five love languages. It is powerful, powerful work. And I'd also have your loved ones take that test so that you know how to best love them. Because speaking someone else's love language is just as challenging as speaking another language. It doesn't feel inherently loving to you to give to that person that way but it is the best gift that we can give to them. And so for gifts, I like gifts. And in fact, when I took the love language test, it actually, I was all of them equal except for physical touch, which I was zero. (laughs) And and then my husband was pretty much zero on all of them and 100% physical touch. And so for both of us, we have to actively work to ensure that the other person feels loved by trying to communicate in the way that they want to be communicated with. And I think the holidays creates this really unique opportunity because we do have this expectation that people are going to love us in the way that we want to be loved. And so one, we can recognize this. And when we know what our loved one's love language is, we can begin to decipher their experience and them trying to give us love in their way. So maybe it's not the way that we want our love, but if you can see that it's how they are trying to give you love, then you can also know that they're trying to share that love with you and and begin to take a few steps back from feeling resentful. So acts of service. This shows up in so many different ways. I am an acts of service love language. And one year, so we have we have a shelf with all the Santa pictures from the time that they were babies till now. And I have one every single year. And we had gone to see Santa one year. And I don't, to this day, I don't know what happened to those pictures. Maybe they were in a bag and the bag got thrown out. I don't know. But I was so sad when I came to realize that we didn't have the Santa picture. So for a couple of years, I didn't, there was a missing timestamp. You know, I use that wall as a, as a timestamp and I reflect on that wall every single time I walk past as the, as the children have grown. And so one year, my daughter for Christmas went to the video of them seeing Santa that year and took a screen grab of them both laughing and giggling to Santa and put it in a frame and gave it to me. It meant so much to me because this wall means so much to me and it was this act of service. It wasn't about the money. It was this act of service that it meant enough to her to take that time to create that picture for me to one, complete the wall and then two, that I meant enough to her that she took the time to do that. And so this is a really great way to show 
acts of service, you know, my kids too, I, I overheard them talking. They, um, for the last few years have made picture calendars for me and I love it because we do like a weekly meeting every Sunday, planning out our week, like the calendar and the planning is a big thing in our house. And so I love having this picture calendar because then it just reminds me of our family. I look forward to the next month to see what, you know, the memories of what we did this past year. But one of the two of them, and it's been like a whole thing, the one daughter had to do it last year. And so then this year I overheard them talking and she said, look, I do not have time and you're going to have a lot of free time. So I think it's up to you. And she's like, and mom needs a gift. So I think it's up to you this year to do the calendar. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll totally do the calendar. And so I happened to overhear this conversation. And quite honestly, that conversation itself was its own gift to me because it was this act of service. Like they were planning to make this calendar. And yes, I'm going to enjoy that calendar all year long, but it is this in this act of service that I feel the most loved. And so if you have an acts of service love language in your life, do something kind for them, do something nice, do something wonderful, because they will feel loved and supported and important to you. And you will reap the benefits from that because then they'll just turn around and give lots of acts of service right back to you. Words of affirmation, love language. There are so many parties during this time. There's so many great opportunities to connect and tell each other we love each other, how grateful we are for each other. But one of the key points to all of these events is to be more interested than interesting. Let's all make an effort to be more interested than interesting. As we hold space, as we ask questions, as we be there for each other, we sit in this place of being. How can you be there for someone? How can you be there for yourself as you are interested than interesting? If you listen to last week's podcast, the author who was on that show, I had actually found, I, she wrote an incredible article on Psychology Today that I happened to forward and just said thank you for it because she talks all about how important it is to be curious. And in fact, I'll include the link down below. But this article was incredible and it was so great on being curious about another person to maintain that relationship, to ask questions, to remain in curiosity so that that person feels important. They feel valued by you. And asking curiosity questions and being interested in them is an incredible way to show them your love. And especially if they are words of affirmation, they want your words, they feed off of your words of love and curiosity and interest. The written word, love language. I feel like at Christmas time, it should be the picture word of Christmas because we all love getting the picture Christmas cards. I know I do. I know once upon a time, I used to write extended Christmas cards before I had kids or before I was even married, before I had things to send pictures of and before it was really a thing. I would write beautiful Christmas cards that thanked people for who they were in my life that I would appreciate them. Now I love sending the pictures and I make a point that at the end of my year, I send, I don't know, between five and 10 thank you cards to people that have made a difference in my life. And I thank them for changing my year and changing my life. And those words and those letters that I send out are so impactful and I change as a person as well as the person who has received them. But I think pausing at the end of our year 
and reflecting on the people that have made the most difference in our life and telling them so is the most incredible way to share those words of affirmation and to send that appreciation, whether or not you are the written word love language. So finally, quality time at the holidays. Oof. You know, it's kind of this strange dichotomy because we're so busy and yet there's so many poignant, beautiful moments of watching Christmas movies together or baking cookies together or creating memories together. All of these memories that we create together are quality time, unless we're so busy and so absent-minded and unpresent that we miss it all, which we don't want to do, especially if you're with a quality time love language If you're going to look at the holiday lights, breathe them in, notice them, take them in, be present with the person that you're with, as well as taking them in. I think we can be so busy that we forget to enjoy and be part of each and every one of the activities that we are enjoying. So when you arrive at your event, pause in the car before you get out of the car, take a great big deep breath. And draw your energy in from all around you into the center of your heart, allowing this golden light to just pour down into the crown of your head and into your heart, allowing you to be in this present moment so that you can enjoy that quality time with whoever you are about to spend time with. And I think incorporating this one second to 10 second ritual in your car, you can even attach it to as you start to unbuckle your seatbelt draw the energy in, invite the golden light down so that you can remain present and connected so that you can be interested instead of interesting, so that you can be present and available and connected to the people that you are with and to whatever it is that you are doing. So why does this even matter? Well, just as much as we want love in the way that we want it, we can also be hurt In this very same way, when someone doesn't show up for us and allow us to feel seen and heard with the gift to help for acts of service or to say the right thing or do the right thing or to just be too busy, you can't spend time with each other. So this is where our expectation leads to resentment. We get really upset. And where have you in your life gotten really upset with someone based off of your beliefs, based off your expectation of how they were supposed to act. This is why I feel like it's really important that we understand what our loved one's love language is, because if they aren't giving us our love language, can you turn around and recognize that they are giving you love in the way that they know love, that they can share it with you? And I think when we can recognize that it's how someone is giving us love, we can one, be not so irritated by it, and two, begin to recognize they're trying to show their love in their language, and it might not be mine, but they're trying to offer up and show that love to you, how they communicate. And as they offer up and give you love in the way that you love it, be sure to commend them, appreciate them, acknowledge them so that they do more of it, right? positive parenting. But our goal through all of this is to maintain an energetic frequency that is connected to our divine source, to the Christmas spirit. And if we allow ourselves to get frustrated or resentful because someone hasn't loved us the way that we want to love them, we're using that experience and that person as the excuse to not be connected to our ultimate source. And that 
ultimately lowers our energetic vibration and then we attract in more scrooges into our life and nobody wants that. So using this process, you can recognize how people are loving you, but if they still ultimately hurt you or upset you, I want you to recognize that you are allowing that to be an excuse for you to not be connected. Your job is to stay connected to your divine source so that you can maintain this higher frequency every moment of every day so that you can then attract the life of your dreams, the holidays of your dreams, so that you can enjoy and be in flow and receive blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And that is truly a Christmas miracle, but it doesn't have to be a miracle. You can make this happen. Go to five love languages and take your quiz. Have your loved ones take their quiz so that you can all know how to better communicate this season And if and when they disappoint or don't love you in the way that you want to feel seen and heard and cared for, see if they're just talking to you in their language and give them appreciation for showing love in the way that they know how. I wish for you a high vibe holiday. Know your love language. Know your loved one's love language. And more than anything, know that it is your job to maintain your high energetic frequency so that the universe and the world will match it. Don't allow the traffic or the grocery store or all the shopping to lower your energetic frequency because then you're just going to attract more drama into your life. Instead, as you rise above any of those things that you might use as an excuse to lower your energetic vibration, as you rise up, and look above and ahead over all of them, you will draw in the holiday of your dreams. I cannot wait to hear in the comments down below, what's your love language? And how did this help you understand your loved ones better and bringing in a wonderful, wonderful holiday? Thank you so much. And I will see you next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps to bring in the highest vibe holiday possible. Be sure to follow. And if you'd like to be on the podcast, click on the link below. I would love to have you on. We can do it online or in person. I'd love to help offer you a life playbook. As always, love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.